Welcome to Becoming Your Best Version. I'm Maria Leonard Olson, your host, and each week I interview amazing women that I have met in my travels. And today, joining us from India is Alma Chopra. She is an entrepreneur, an inspirational speaker, a disabilities awareness advocate, and life counselor who has conquered a rare disease dis disorder called cerebellar ataxia that causes progressive loss of coordination and difficulties with balance and gait. Her story is an embodiment of hope, faith, and courage in times of darkness and overwhelming uncertainty. Alma, whose name means soul in Spanish, wants her journey to serve as an example. I am willing to show my vulnerabilities to the world, she says. If it can inspire one person globally, my job is done. To learn more about Alma and her website, at her website, go to almachopra.in and follow her on social media at Alma Chopra on Instagram or Chopra Alma at Facebook. And then on YouTube, she has a channel too with her inspirational videos. Welcome, Alma. Thank you for having me, Maria. It's my honor to be here. Oh, well, it's our honor to have you on the show. And I have never heard of cerebellar ataxia. And I know that you are a champion of not just that, but so many things. So what, how old were you when you learned that you had this disorder? Uh, well, I was 10 years old when I was first diagnosed. I remember my first MRI was in Teaneck and that uh, kind of, that changed our lives, uh, me and my family. Um, but um, yeah, um, it's ataxia was very well, very well, very unknown at that time. And it kind of still is, um, especially my, uh, my version of the disorder, which is cerebellar. Um, there are different types of ataxia, um, more commonly known as Friedrich's ataxia, which is genetic. Um, but I have a spontaneous um, kind of mutation in my gene. Wow. So have you met other people who have this rare disease? Um, yeah, I've met a couple with, cere with a cerebellar ataxia, but... Uh, what it is with the, it's very rare because it's, uh, the, the gene is mutated spontaneously, uh, whether it's like from a, a illness, like, a, you know, uh, when you have a stroke, you have ataxia. It's, ataxia is kind of an embodiment of just defining um, your incoordination and your balance. Um, so I've met a couple of people, but... Um, more commonly, they're ones with genetic predispositions or things like that, not purely uh, like mutations. I see. Wow. Well, one thing that I really appreciated was your recent video talking about the word disability and how maybe we should consider not using that word because what people with... Um, disorders and diseases and other things have is different abilities, not disabilities. And for instance, you have 
very, very finely honed and superlative abilities in things like the arts. And I believe in one of your videos, you attributed that ability to, um, to having less ability in other areas. Is that accurate? Yes, that is accurate. So how did you discover your love for the arts and your talent for it? Um, I think when I was very young, I was, um, I was very interested in dancing. I remember, I remember I used to wake up in the middle of the night, go downstairs to a large opening we had in our house and just put on music and start dancing. Hmm. Um, I used to paint as a child before I lost my coordination. Um, I used to write poetry. Poetry for me was very um, cathartic. Um, so for a period of 10 years when I got my uh, disability, uh, poetry was my go-to. From it, not only did I release my emotions, uh, but I got positive reinforcement and it empowered me to feel good about myself. So actually the arts is something that um, was, uh, I think stayed by me steadfastly. And had I not had the arts, I wouldn't have had that component, um, very vital component actually that empowered me. Um, so I had the one, uh, I had one very helpful thing as a child, which was the arts. Beautiful. Wow, what a beautiful way to challenge, channel your talent and share it with the world. I'm interested, since you are of Indian descent, how you got the name Alma, which means soul in the soul in Spanish. How did that happen? So that's a very interesting question, Maria. Um, well, my the, the real um, origin of my name came because we wanted something short or rather my family wanted something short. Um, and I actually didn't like my name at all till about second or third grade. And I think you're about eight years old then or nine years old. Um, and I remember um, I started speaking Spanish at that age um, through classes. And then I ended up writing poetry in Spanish. But I remember I learned my name meant soul. And all of a sudden, uh, 360 change, I started loving my name. And mm. I believe um, one I've written an, uh, an article saying, uh, talking about the origin of one's name. And I, I've met so many people. And I kid you not, including myself, people's names kind of guide them or are somehow defined who they are. And in my case, I think soul defines me uh, enormously. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Do you have any Spanish descent or ancestry in your family? I don't have any Spanish descent um, ancestry. Um, I've never even been to Mexico or Spain. Or <laughs> well, I, I hope someday you will go. Yeah, yeah thank you so much. I like how on your website, you have uh, an engage with me button so that uh, people can share their struggles with you or boast about their victories or seek advice or just say hi. And 
that's so generous of you. Have you received much in the way of people reaching out via that engagement button? Yeah, I've gotten a couple of engagements, especially from uh, parents with children or from uh, people with siblings with ataxia um, asking for advice here and there. Mm -hmm. That's predominantly what I've received on my website. So tell me, tell us about your entrepreneur ventures. What kinds of things? I know you're a motivational speaker, but are there other businesses that you've been involved in? So currently, um, I work as a TA manager. Before that, I was in operations. Uh, I was doing the operations of the company, handling the HR and the IT and the finances of the company. Um, before that, it was HR and for, it was so in the operations area, I grew um, in the past, I think, 10 years. Uh, I think that's my uh, core experience. I've had a couple of ideas that have not panned out in terms of uh, my interests, which is um, reaching out to society and making it, trying to make it more humane and having people, um, giving people a better understanding, helping people with being more compassionate mm -hmm. towards people, especially towards people like myself, uh, where they wouldn't necessarily understand what the problem is. Yes, yes, that is so valuable. We, we don't understand often that being able-bodied is a privilege. And many of us go through life without even thinking about that privilege. I mean, white privilege gets a lot of, of press, but what about educational privilege and able-bodied privilege? There's so much privilege out there that I hope our listeners can develop a greater awareness of and use that privilege as a force for good. It's so important. And I think that, you're using your voice as a force for good is just so inspiring. And you don't let your limitations limit your reach at all. You're, you reached out to me from across the world and wanted to be on my show. And I, I'm thrilled that you did because how else would we have found each other? The internet has really opened up the world to us and I'm so grateful for it. So um, thank you. Thank you for yes, your I, work. I really appreciate, Maria, that you taking, taking me up on my, um, my request to you. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate you letting me use your platform to try and reach out to people um, to, you know, to open their eyes, to awaken, to reach out to me or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever I can do at the moment. Aww. Well, I know that you have um, undergone a number of different therapies, and right now you're focused on holistic therapies to ease some of your um, some of the the problems caused by your disorder. So, tell us about what kinds of things are helpful to you. You mentioned at one time a meditation being one. Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, there's no, uh, there's no out uh, in the bubble, I say, there's no medicine for what I have. So the treatments that I've done were, are basically physiotherapy, physical therapy, um, move-in, which is, has been really helpful for me. Um, I think the more movement that's involved in, I think my case or any other movement disorder is very important. Um, because I was so active as a kid and because I've tried to keep that, um, keep that going as much as I can, I think that def definitely helps. Um, so one of the treatments that I'm currently doing is meditation. Um, are one of the things that I do because it's not really a treatment. Um, that's very helpful just in centering the mind and body. So I'll tell you, Maria, um, I don't know if you know yoga. But yes. Yeah, okay, great. There's, um, so in yoga, we practice the sun salutation or the Sudhyan Muscat. So there's 12 steps in that in which you need balance and coordination and strength for all 12 steps. Um, and I still do that, but with support. Um, and I kid you not, when I was doing meditation uh, continuously, uh, religiously, methodically for six months, I was able to do the sun salutation all by myself. Oh, that feels was, so powerful. Yeah, a big accomplishment. So to your listeners, uh, to the people out there listening, uh, if you are looking for results, meditation will, if you're looking for something to calm yourself, to calm your nerves, to center yourself, meditation is definitely going to help you if you can stick with it. Wonderful. Wonderful. You really share your determination and your inspiration. I love your website. There is daily inspiration. There is um, more of her autobiography. There's so much, it's such a rich site for anyone who wants to feel, feel good. I mean, I well, love how so much, Maria. That's a, what I'm trying to do. Oh. It's a really great website. And I love how you say, I don't give up, neither should you. Yeah, it's been a long road. It's been a tough road, but I've, I've been battling this for over uh, two decades now um, and they're really hard days some days but um, yeah if I can keep going see light which may not even be there at the end of the tunnel um, you should be able to too. I love that that's beautiful and I know equine therapy is a big part of of what you do to keep yourself healthy as well how did you discover your love of horses? Oh, so that's an interesting story. I actually um, was introduced to uh, horse riding uh, a, about a decade ago when I was actually living in the United States. Um, my friend with autism, she recommended it to me. Um, and it was, I was studying at that time, so I didn't give it much thought. It was once a week, so I went on it on these um, sessions uh, on a whim. Then when I moved to India, I started uh, more regular, regularly and rigorously. Um, and I definitely seen improvement. 
Um, there's, it's very uncanny, Maria, sitting on such a big animal um, that you would think, you know, you're just sitting on an animal um, taking a ride, but the, the, not the rapport, but the confidence I get, the, um, the therapy, the emotional bonding I have with the horse, and actually the help it gives me with my coordination and balance. I haven't pinned it down, but um, why the coordination and balance is improving with equine therapy, but it's definitely there. And I'm, I, I'm, I cease to be amazed every time I go and get these benefits. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've done equine therapy for alcoholism. I'm a recovering alcoholic and uh, these very large animals are super intuitive and they can tell if you're scared or if you're confident. And if you're scared, they're going to take advantage of you. So it's important to be confident when you're riding on these six foot tall beasts and to develop, as you say, a rapport with them so that they trust you and they trust that you know what you're doing and that you're not going to hurt them. You're going to do something collaboratively with them. Yeah, definitely. I think when I first started, I actually took a couple of tumbles off the horse and not, not recommended. But um, since then, I've been, I've gotten used to the horse and it's, it's tough sometimes to maintain your balance. I'm not able to go beyond a trot, um, but it's definitely uh, helped in so many ways to be with the horse in the morning. Beautiful. I love that. So I already know some answers to this question, but what do you do, Alma, to become your best version? Um, to become my best version, I, well, I think I get better and better every day. Um, I think the core of it is accepting myself. So I, like I told you, Maria, for the first, I think, uh, once I was diagnosed for the first 10 to 15 years, I was running after a cure um, to help me. Uh, I want a better quality of life. So the goal was, um, you know, find a cure, get better, live the rest of your life. Now it's a little bit different. Um, it's acceptance, loving yourself. I do that with meditation, with affirmations. Affirmations, um, if your listeners don't know, are just short positive statements that you tell yourself in present tense. And the more you tell them to yourself, the more likely will to, it is to become true. I'm a large believer in quantum physics. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I believe in these things. Um, so I think the closer, the gratitude, the love for yourself, once you can start to feel like you'll, I think the better version of yourself comes slowly and slowly. Every day uh, you can work on something to get better. Oh, I completely agree. I definitely am a fan of affirmations, meditation, gratitude, practice and cultivation. Oh, thank you for reminding our listeners of those very important and potent tools. So thank you for being with us. And if you want to learn more about this incredibly inspiring woman, go to almachopra.in. And from there, you can reach all of her social media. But I just want to say again, thank you, Alma, for being here and inspiring us.
Thank you so much for having me, Maria, for helping me reach our listeners. Um, thank you for taking my request. Thank you.